What's up, soccer fans? Mike Guyomi, Sons of a Pitch, an American soccer podcast, episode number 209. On this episode, we talk about MLS All-Star Game, All-Star Week against Liga MX, a little bit of Canadian Championship, and we'll review all of the MLS games. And then we'll touch on the CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers coming up on Thursday, Sunday, and then next week as well. And we have a special guest tonight, Zach Wilson from the show. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing good, man. I was bobbing my head to your, your beast there, dude. I like the intro. The bass nice, goes nice. Very nice. Yeah, we, we, we've, got, we've got the intro on the podcast side. We've got a little bit of a change here on the YouTube side as well from the Soccer Central side. We've got uh, Shivendra on as well. Rocky does it all feeling good over here. Love it, Rocky. And uh, we got a new Wiseman on, Crypto Joe, Alejandro. Thanks for jumping on, guys. Hey, if you're new here, hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on that notification bell so you don't miss any of our awesome American soccer content and CONCACAF soccer content. We have so much coming up for you guys. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. And, uh, man, it is uh, we've got a lot of soccer to talk about here, Zach. And uh, let's start right out with the MLS All-Star Game. Last week, I was, I was chilling in a hotel room. I had just pulled in, drove 12 and a half hours down south. I was hanging out in a hotel room watching this game. It was a beautiful Great game. Didn't see the, the the actual skills competition. I heard that was a mess. But uh, the actual game itself ends in a 1-1 draw with MLS winning in a dramatic penalty kick shootout. Zach, d- tell me about this game. Did you watch this one? Oh, yeah. I watched it from the, the comfort of my couch with the whiskey and Coke in my hand. A <laughs> nice. L- little bit different circumstances. Uh, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like uh, it was a pretty even game. The, the Liga MX All-Stars. I feel like they had uh, the better chances throughout the game. Uh, look, just looking at the statistics, though, shots on target, shots, I mean, we had them. So, but in my opinion, great saves at the end. I'm a goalie myself. So when you see great saves at the end of the game and penalties like that, it, it pumps you up. So I got, I got pretty pumped. Got me off the couch a couple of times. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, I uh, you know it was funny. I, I just kind of had the game on in the background. In the first half wasn't too exciting. Liga MX jumps out to the lead in the beginning, and you're thinking, oh god, not again. Liga MX here they come. They're just going to dominate us, and uh, you know just like they do in CCL. But this was different. This was an this was an exhibition. Yeah, the teams were you know they were trying to, to play it off like it really meant something, but it didn't, and you could tell that it didn't um, until it got to the end. Once it got to the end, and we went to the shootout. Then it got real. They honestly they should have just scrapped the entire game and just said, you know what, let's do a shootout here. <laughs> straight to the like, shootout. Maybe just have like twenty five shots, right? Twenty five like penalty kicks, and just it was that. definitely more exciting. <laughs> There's definitely nothing better. Exciting. Nothing better. Um, League MX dominated the possession in this one, fifty two forty eight. Uh, wouldn't say dominated, but it, it went in the course of the game, especially through the first half, they owned it. Uh, total shots, though, was MLS and then shots on goal three, two for MLS. Um, it, it was it was an exciting game, especially that second half was enjoyable to watch. And then uh, then then we went to the penalty kick shootout and Matt Turner. I mean, what else can you say oh. about Matt Turner? I mean, this guy has risen from nothing. I mean, it was funny. You You, you go back a year. And you think, okay, Matt Turner, yeah, goalkeeper for the Revolution. Maybe he'll get a call up to the USMNT. Uh, you know, eh, it's just whatever. No, nobody really thought too much about him. And now people are like, oh, start this guy over Matt uh, over Zach Steffen. Now, <laughs> personally, I think that's a little bit crazy right now. He is the hot hand. So if you want to go by form, maybe it is smarter to play him rather than Zach Steffen because Zach Steffen's not playing a lot with Manchester City. But overall, talent-wise, Steffen's the better goalkeeper, no doubt about it. Uh, 
Matt Turner stands on his head, makes a few saves. It was funny. I was, I, I believe I was on Ryan Anderson's live during, uh, during this one. And I'm like, I'm telling you right now, Matt Turner is going to make two saves in a penalty shootout. And, and he did, he made two, they missed one, uh, a very, very exciting penalty shootout with the with the MLS All-Stars winning it. Ricardo Pepe bangs home the winner. And, uh, I mean, what can you say about Ricardo Pepe? The kid has ice water in his veins. Uh, Brother BKL, yes. Pepe, an outsta- outstanding keeper. Shavendra says Pepe was good. I mean, totally. Uh, yeah. Absolutely yeah. unreal. Well. Ricardo Pepe. We've been on that train for a long time here with Sons of a Pitch Soccer. We've got Tio Luis on on Facebook. What's up, Tio? How you doing, man? Connor McCabe in the house as well. Good to see you, man. Great saves is what Matt Turner does. That's why he's on the U.S. roster. Absolutely. Uh, so tell me about it. I want to hear your perspective uh, since you're a goalkeeper on Matt Turner. I mean, what uh, am I being? Am I being a little bit crazy thinking that Zach Steffen is the better player than Matt Turner? Kind of, uh, kind of fill me in. I, I think Zach Steffen is a better player. Yeah, but at the same time, like you said, hot hand, the the player that plays more. I mean, if you're not playing, you get rusty. As a goalie, you know, it's it can be done. It can be done, and he he could be he's a he's a better he's a better all around goalie. But I think that that I would I would start the one that that plays more, in my opinion, especially when he's playing as well as he is. Um, yeah, you you could upset it. You got to you got to kind of set yourself there. So if you're if you're gonna play one over the other, you got to make that decision and stick with it, even if they're playing bad and. You know, if you if you play Turner over Stefan, then you could get a lot of flack if uh, if it doesn't go so well. So, um, you know, that's a tough place to be in for a coach. But me personally, I would go with a hot hand. Yeah, no, I, I hear you there. I think uh, overall picture, grand scheme of things, Zach Stefan is your number one guy just based off that talent. But yeah, right this minute in these World Cup qualifiers, especially coming up over these next three games, I, I would start Matt Turner just because the man's on fire. Uh, yeah. he, he's playing extremely well. The form is there. And, and DSO says Stefan should leave city on loan uh, to some team in Europe. I, I completely agree. I mean, look, I, I love the fact that he's on Manchester city. I love the fact that he's playing in, in the Carabao cup and, you know, he plays in, in the UEFA cup and all that kind of stuff. That's great. But when it comes down to playing for the United States from a USMNT perspective, you definitely want him playing regular minutes. I don't think he even has to go that far down with, you know, some some people are talking, you know, all loan him out to like Belgium or, you know, one of the lower tier leagues. I think he would probably start in in La Liga, possibly even Serie A for a middle table, if not closer to the top of the table type team um, over there. So I, I think he, he would be better off getting a loan. Um, and there, Shavendra agrees. Stefan could do well in Europe if uh, if he goes on loan uh, for sure, for sure. So uh, well, he's, got, one, he's got one year under under Pep. So right. Already. Yep. And that's enough. That's enough. Move on now. Get some yep. playing time. Uh, I agree. Although I, I can't, I can't stand Pep Guardiola, man. I, I, can't. <laughs> I know he's a great coach, but the minute, the minute he snubbed Caleb Porter in Portland at that all-star game, dude, that was it. I was like, you have, you lost all respect in my eyes. When you can't man up and shake somebody's hand after a game, you lose all, yeah. all my respect. That's at least how I operate. But yeah, I um, agree. Stefan, uh, or, or here, Shivendra says, uh, yeah, loan him to Germany or Austria. There you go. He was in the Bundesliga before. Uh, what are your live streams this week, World Cup qualifying? So good good question there, Shivendra. So let's kind of break through those uh, for this week. We got a lot of content coming up from you for Sons of a Pitch Soccer. So, hey, if you're watching this, hit that like button. We only got nine likes so far. Come on, guys, hit the damn like button as well. 
hit that subscribe button, turn on that bell so you don't miss any of our awesome content. We've got a preview coming up for you. CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers preview. I'm going to give you probably about 20, 25 minutes of great information from all going over all the rosters, all the teams, and kind of how I think things are going to shake up after the entire World Cup qualifying. Who's going to be those three teams? Who's going to make the playoff? I'll let you know in my previews there as well. I'll be coming out with my match day one betting picks and predictions tomorrow. Look out for this one, the MLS picks and predictions for week 19. That'll be coming up probably uh, on Wednesday. So watch out for that as well, but I'll be giving you my picks and predictions for all of the World Cup qualifiers coming up here for match day one. And then the live stream reactions, Canada and Honduras on Thursday night, Canada hosting Honduras. That will be the first game of the night that I'll be doing live. Then be moving on to Mexico against Jamaica. This one, uh, Mexico and Jamaica, this is going to be a very good game. I like Mexico in this one, but uh, go for the sports bettors out there. Check out the odds on this one. Uh, Jamaica plus 1875. I got them yesterday on BetUS. They're down to 1800 already. That was about three hours ago. Uh, you put five bucks on Jamaica in this one to pull the upset, you're going to walk away with $90 of profit. You can't go wrong with a team like Jamaica who isn't as good as they're pumped up to be, but they could pull a surprise at the Azteca with no fans. Then on Sunday night, United States, Canada, World Cup qualifier will be live for that one as well. So that is the schedule, Shavendra. Thanks for asking. That's what you're going to see from Sons of a Pitch Soccer over the next few days. Tons of content coming up here. So uh, make sure you guys are hanging out and ready to go. Uh, DSO says USA winning the octagonal. Of course they're going to win the octagonal. Of course. Sure. They've Come already on, won man. Nations League. They've already won the Gold Cup. They're going to do it again. They're going to win the octagonal. U.S. domination is coming through through CONCACAF for the next 10 years or so. Mark it down. I think Mexico will actually be supplanted by Canada by the time this is all said and done, probably in about three to four years. I expect That's Canada – to be better than uh, than Mexico, and there you go, Zach. I mean, <laughs> you agree? <laughs> uh, Canada better than Mexico? I'm not so sure, but they're, they're getting there. They're getting there. If they keep improving, they maybe, maybe they are. I, I think they've got they've got tons of good young talent. They just need to get them the hell out of Toronto FC's roster so that they can play. A little <laughs> bit. Um, and, and then they might be okay. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the Canadian Championship. Speaking about these Canadian teams, the, the, the game that ended Mark DeSantos' career as the manager of the Vancouver Whitecaps, Pacific FC. Have you guys ever heard of them? I've heard of them because I follow the Canadian Championship. I follow the Canadian Premier League. But uh, anybody else out there, have you guys heard of Pacific FC? Probably not. Pacific. I live in Canada and I haven't. <laughs> oh, there you go. So Zach, he, he's in Canada and he still hasn't even uh, haven't, haven't heard of them. So they're out on Vancouver Island. Uh, we got Carlington Clark in the house. What's up, Carlington? And hey, there's Allison in the house as well. Where the heck is Jay been? I know, right? I'm going to send him a message. Be like, bro, you okay, man? Uh, so Pacific on Vancouver Island, CPL team, they've been towards the bottom of the table in the CPL for the past two seasons of existence for the CPL. There you go. DSO says it perfectly. WTF is Pacific FC. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the only guy I know on the goal scoring list here is Manuel Aparicio. He came up through TFC's Academy uh, and never, never made it anywhere, but Vancouver, I mean, this Ryan Gold kid is playing well. The home is a good player. They have so much talent on this team and they cannot get wins in big games. 
let alone many games as it is. I mean, they did win this weekend. We'll talk about that. They are on a bit of a roll in MLS play of being unbeaten. But Pacific comes in and beats Vancouver 4-3 in the Canadian Championship. Vancouver lost last season to Cavalry of the CPL. Now this season they lose to Pacific. You can't do that. You can't lose the Canadian teams, you know, current Canadian Premier League teams in the championship and, and expect to keep your job. And everybody's like everybody, at least in the Canadian soccer circles, because being with the with the media credentialed uh, soccer with Canada soccer, they're like, oh, my God, Vancouver was doing so well. Why did they fire Mark DeSantos? Dude, I've been screaming how Mark DeSantos has a job for the past year. I don't understand it. And uh, finally, they get to him, and, uh, and 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 it's over now for Mark DeSantos. Thank God they'll move on. They've gotten they got the interim coach in, and they already get the new coach bounce. Vancouver out of the Canadian Championship. Zach, your thoughts? I didn't watch this one, to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't even know it was it was playing on. I haven't kept up with the Canadian Championships, but just on the Vancouver and this type of situation when you're playing. I mean, I guess I would call them a lower league team, I would say. Yep. And, like, they're, they're just outplayed, you know. Just looking statistically, they had more possession, 62 to 38. But every other stat that I'm looking at, besides maybe pass accuracy, they just look like they were outplayed. Like, you know, they didn't – it looks like it was a physical game, just statistically. But, you know, you, you, can't, you can't let a team – that's, you know, a lower league team or, or I guess uh, not in this case, a, a smaller league team. You can't let him push you around like that. So, I mean, it's, it's no it's no wonder he lost his job <laughs> after this. Um, but uh, I didn't really watch it, so I can't say much other than that. There you go. Yeah, I mean, when you have possession 62-38, you can't, you can't get out shot on total shots no. and shots on goal. That, that does not work well. And there, T.O. says on Facebook, CPL who? Yeah, exactly. Some some people down here don't even know there's a Canadian league now. So, <laughs> so the Canadian Premier League started up two seasons ago trying to go after the same, the same kind of formula as MLS, right? So they got the World Cup coming up in, uh, in a few years. So now we're building up the, the, the Canadian Premier League, starting their own league. Unfortunately, they already had uh, – you know, they already had Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver in MLS, um, so they couldn't get those big markets. But, yeah, the CPL, uh, it's a growing league. It's going to take some time, but you can't, as MLS teams, you can't, uh, you cannot do that. Uh, and there you go. DSO says DeSanto should have been fired after the 29, after 2019, to be honest. Totally agree, DSO. He shouldn't have made it. I, I gave the guy, I, when, when it was funny, because they were calling for his head the first season. I'm like, give the man some time, like. You can't just bring a guy in and fire him right away unless no, it's a isn't the Premier League. <laughs> right. You know, unless it's a complete train wreck. And uh and it wasn't a complete train wreck. It wasn't as bad as Chris Armis and TFC. But uh, you know, then they gave him like three years. It's like, guys, come on, figure it out, move on. So they move on. It's he's gone. Time to move on from the Canadian championship and move to MLS play. So hell is real derby starts out Friday night. Columbus crew get the victory over Cincinnati three to two Lucas Zellerion in the 45th minute, another world-class free kick from Zellerion. And then Miguel, I own the Cincinnati FC or FC Cincinnati team. This dude only scores against FC Cincinnati young player from Spain. And uh, he just dominates it with two goals in two minutes. Cincinnati 
my God, this team, I, I feel bad for Cincinnati. I really do. Uh, I can't wait to go to the game when, uh, when it's Cincinnati against Toronto to see who's going to get the wooden spoon in, in, uh, in about 12 days. Because uh, if TFC loses to Cincinnati, God bless them. It's, it's you know, it's bad. Oh, man. Columbus no gets the victory there. What, what are your thoughts on Columbus? Uh, I mean, Columbus is looking good, I, I think. They're – on this specific game, I felt it was really back and forth and it could have really gone either way. Columbus had way more chances. And I mean, they, they, I just feel bad for Cincinnati. Like you said, I don't think they've been playing bad. I don't think they've been playing terrible at least. Uh, they've just had some, some games that just haven't gone their way. And that happens in, in these leagues, you know, this league, uh, one thing doesn't go your way and you lose the game. And that's what I feel like has been happening to Cincinnati. But on the other hand, Columbus, they do put in the chances. They do create their own luck in a sense, you know? So it's, it's, yeah. But it was a very good game. It was back and forth, I felt. It was. It was a really exciting game. Uh, I think Columbus, they they've, they turned the page from that losing streak. And, and I think they turned it against Seattle. Uh, when they uh, when they were playing against Seattle and they went up one nothing at the end of the match and then Seattle bagged two of them right at the last minute. Um, I'm like, you know, they, they, they're starting to turn things around now. I think they'll be okay. And then they got the perfect opponent in Cincinnati, albeit a rivalry game. Um, at least then they were able to, to to take advantage of that. And and yeah, DSO there, another another strong statement there from DSO. Vermeer's hands are just for decoration, dude. <laughs> this poor guy, he couldn't hang on to the ball all night. I mean, he was dropping every single shot that came in. He could not hold on to anything. So uh, and there you go, two balls and a mic in the house. Former San Diego Loli, loyal Loney Miguel Berry coming through big for them. 100%. And uh, guys, go check out Two Balls and a Mic. You want to catch up on some USL mm -hmm. action and San Diego loyal talk, go check out Two Balls and a Mic. Those guys are awesome. They bring a lot of humor into the show. Check them out. Uh, it's a great name. It's a great name. It is. It is a very, <laughs> very good name. Uh, and then we also have what the the, uh, the San Diego loyal, uh, God, what, uh, the uh, the Fair Weather podcast as well. Listen to those guys. Check out those guys if you're into, uh, into USL. Lots of good USL content there. Tio says Vancouver to CPL. I agree, Tio. Uh, just just kick Vancouver out to uh, to the CPL. I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, all right. So moving on to the next game, Montreal in Toronto, the 401 Derby. Montreal three, Toronto FC one. Noble Akello shown red in the fifth minute, and that was all that was needed in that one. It was done and dusted from that point. Zach, Zach, and I had a conversation uh, while I was driving, uh, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I think I think we're going to see a draw here in this one." And then, uh, and then I'm like, you know, that's, you know, I might, I might actually go with that trying to be a homer here for TFC. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I like what you're saying, man, even though I really didn't believe it. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, sure. We'll, we'll go with it. I put a few bucks on, uh, on the draw just to try and, you know, sure up my, uh, my bet in case Montreal didn't pull it off. And, uh, they did go right away. Noble Akello with the red and Montreal dominating Toronto. I mean, Toronto's a joke right, right now. TFC is a mess. They got to get rid of Ali Curtis. They got to blow up that entire roster. There's maybe, maybe three or four guys I'd keep on that entire roster. And outside of that, I'm moving on. Piet, Torres, and Kyoto, the goals for Montreal. All right, Zach, you're a Montreal fan. Tell me about Montreal because I can't seem to figure them out. One week they're winning and they look really, really good. And then the next week they're losing and they look really, really bad. Is this a team that could make a run in the playoffs or not? I think it's a team that could make a run in the playoffs. 
or they could crash and burn early. I think it's a team that once they get going, that they'll, if they get ahead of steam. Now, for this game, I felt honestly coming into it, it was the opposite. I felt like Toronto were, were coming up a little bit and that Montreal were coming down a little bit. I still thought Montreal was, was obviously better than Toronto coming into this game. But I, I just saw a 2-2 draw because of the, you know, the curves, where they were at on the curve. And for me specifically, I'm happy to see Piet score. That's my, that's my player. That's who I play in FIFA career mode. So it's awesome to, to see him score. Um, Kyoto's also, that's, that's, a, that's a, really, a really good score for us. But overall, I mean, just once that red card came out, like you said, you know, I, I, I messaged you something, I think that was like, well, my prediction's wrong, something like that. Yep. I knew instantly and there still hadn't even been a, a goal yet. So, uh, but yeah. Yep, 100%. No, that, uh, I think I, I like, I like Montreal. I like where they've gone with Nancy as head coach. Uh, under Thierry Henry, it was a tire fire. I, I think Henry's a horrible coach, great player, horrible coach. Um, I, I like the hire from within within the organization and uh, some of the pickups they've had over, uh, over the past, you know, probably about three months or so have, have looked good. So I think, I think Montreal could make some noise in the playoffs. Um, although I, I don't see them yet as a, as a serious contender in the East. I don't see them, uh, you know, if I, if I put them up against Orlando, uh, if I put them up against new England, if I put them up against Nashville, uh, I'm expecting a loss. So uh you know, it, it, we'll see how they go over the next next little run towards the playoffs. I think that's important to see. But uh, a team to definitely look out for as a dark horse could be the Snowflakes of Montreal. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to Orlando and Miami, another rivalry week game down in Orlando. 0-0 draw. Miami, nothing there. Uh, Orlando, Miami, the Battle of Florida. They've now played the two straight draws. Orlando has to start winning against Miami, especially at home. This is two straight draws, draws for Miami on the road. Last time, I believe it was 1-1. Uh, we did that game live. And uh, Orlando wants to be one of those top teams in the East. They've got to start figuring it out. Now, moving to Saturday, another Eastern Conference game, Atlanta and Nashville. Nashville gets the W, 2-0 over Atlanta United in Gonzalo Pineda's first game as head coach for Atlanta. Atlanta was starting to turn the corner. It started to seem like, okay, maybe this is Atlanta's time. They've got some talent. They just bring in the new kid from, uh, from was it Lille? Or, uh, it might have been Lille. Uh, Araujo. And, and then all of a sudden, um, they just they didn't show up in this one. They didn't get that new coach bounce like we saw with Vancouver. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, what happened here? Nashville just owned Atlanta in this game. They just overran them the whole time. I mean, I, I feel like Atlanta, most of what I've been seeing from Atlanta is a lot of possession of the ball and a lot of trying to be be fancy, tiki-taka type of, of soccer, uh, which is not working for them right now. And I feel like teams like Nashville who just, you know, counterattack are, are picking them off. And, you know, they just, they're just not gelling like, like they want to with that with that type of, of soccer, you know? So other than that, I, they've just fallen off, you know, it's, it's not been well for them over the last couple of years. <laughs> no, it hasn't. And there's, there's a new Wiseman Atlanta United had an Atlanta sports moment, just awful. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know how to put it other than, than that. I mean, it, two nothing in Nashville, but Nashville's a good team. So I don't think it's the end of the road for Atlanta. I think there's still more positivity in that locker room. 
they did just they did just bring in this new coach from Seattle. Totally different system. So I'm thinking, you know, give it some time with Atlanta. I don't know if, if you uh, if you write off this season quite yet. I think they could push for a playoff spot, but I don't see Atlanta, you know, winning the cup this season. So maybe it's just kind of using this season to to see which guys are going to fit for next year and 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 pick those players up and and then move on and and bring other players in. And uh, poor Brad Guzan got caught out. I saw some tweets on uh, on Twitter yeah. about him being like, "How is this man still playing soccer?" And he was up you know, <laughs> on a corner kick or, or a free kick opportunity there, right at the end of the game, and he gets caught out in the 95th minute by Randall Leal for that second goal for Nashville. But can you blame him? I mean, I, I think that was just Twitter doing Twitter things uh, in that one. Got to go for it. Got to go. That, that, I like that that fighting attitude. Go after you got nothing to lose. You're already down one nothing. It's the last kick, damn near last kick of the game. Might as well go for it. Exactly. exactly. DSO says it looks like the curse of the Falcons finally caught up with Atlanta United. Yeah, they had a good run there for a couple of years. And then uh, Tudin would broadcast this game. Of course, Tudin would broadcast this game. Man, uh, yeah, they, I, I hate do. I, I won't do the Tudin games live because they do them on Twitter as well. So then you get the, you know, you get the feed on Twitter, and it's like, well, screw it. Uh, Daniel Young in the house. What's up, Daniel? Good to see you, my man. And there's uh, a first team member, Daniel Young. Love to see it. And uh, all right, now moving through here, we've got Red Bulls of New York against Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire get the victory. One nothing over the Red Bulls, who just keep struggling. Uh, Barrich with the goal. Barrich finally getting on the score sheet. It's been Stojanovic, who's been red hot for the fire. Uh, fire win. It's a bit of a surprise, but for some reason, I just had a feeling about this game. My picks and predictions, and this week, my God, picks and predictions wise, guys, it was a great week. Nine and uh, nine and three this week, I believe it was on uh, on picks and predictions. That is a great percentage. Tons of money in the bank last week, and uh, if you're not a member yet. As an all-star member, check it out. We've got awesome all-star memberships here, and uh, you're going to get all the perks that come along with the memberships. Plus, you're going to get my one betting advice video with over-under picks, prop bet picks, as in a player to score, as well as my parlay picks. We had three parlays in a row. If it's Seattle would have won last night, it would have been four in a row, but it didn't. If you're a sports better, check out the all-star membership option. Then head over to BetUS. The link is in the chat over there. Check it out, guys. You're going to get 125% sign-up bonus up to $2,500. So if you deposit 1000 hell, even if you deposit 100 bucks, you're going to walk away with a free $100 plus an extra 25 to play at the casino. Uh, it's free money, guys. And, and if you hang out with me and listen to these picks and predictions, you're going to win some money. I just keep winning money over here, and I love it, and I want you guys to do the same. So check it out. Click that link. It is an affiliate program, so I do make a percentage off of your sign-up. That's it. They wanted me to do a rev program. It was funny when I signed up with the guy. He's like, yeah, we really want you to do the revenue program. And I'm like, well, how does that work? He's like, well, you get um, 40% of, of the casino's winnings. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't want my people to lose. <laughs> What's the other option? He's like, well, then it's just the sign up. So you'll get a percentage of, of the, of their deposit. And then that's it. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. I'm like, I'm not, I don't want my people to lose. Come on now. So um, there you go. You sign up. I'm going to get a little bit of money. You're going to help support the sport of soccer growing here in the United States of America through Sons of a Pitch and American Soccer Podcast, a.k.a. Soccer Central on YouTube. Much appreciated, guys. Thank you guys for that. And Join up, join up. What's that? Join up, join up. You got it. You got it. All right. Free money, win money. Short <laughs> break here on the podcast side. 
So uh, John Donovan will talk about the Chicago Fire a little bit more in his Chicago Fire update and then uh, take a quick break here on the podcast side and we will be right back to finish up the week in MLS and talk some World Cup qualifying. This episode of Sons of a Pitch, an American soccer podcast brought to you by Nice Premium Iceland Pure Spring Water. Also by Donovan Food Brokerage, a sales and marketing firm focused on food service sales in the Midwest. And lastly, by Skira, Icelandic spring water available at your local 7-Eleven. And now it's time for our weekly Chicago Fire Update, brought to you by John Donovan. Take it away, John. Mike, John Donovan here, talking about the Chicago Fire and the MLS. Something, Mike, that's becoming a little bit difficult. I've got to admit, it took me two days to watch this game. It was a long game, Mike, with not a lot of talent on the field. Um, at halftime, the fire announcers were apologizing for the play of the game, saying that sometimes games just go this way. Um, there wasn't a lot of talent on the field. They uh, had put in Brian Gutierrez, which was nice. Um, they had Calvo off the field, um, which is one thing that uh, Wiki's doing that just puzzles me. His main scorer is Luca. Um, and he's rather than put Luca up in the offense, he's moving Luca back to the defensive mid. It's beyond me why he's making that move. They're getting no offensive play whatsoever. Um, by the way, the fire won one to nothing. So this game, I, I've just got to bring up this topic. The, uh, the MLS, when you see games like this, it becomes real obvious to you that unless the MLS changes its attitude about spending, they are always going to be a low to or mid to low level team. I switched off the fire game and watched a little bit of the Mexican league game. And the, the difference in the passing and the skill level was just huge. Um, I'm not talking about all-stars. I'm talking day-to-day games. The, uh, the difference in style and skill is quite large. Um, as I said, the announcers were apologizing the game at halftime. For me, the the fire the guy of the game for the fire was uh, Bornstein, um, one of the oldest players in the league. He made up for two terrible errors, one by Tehran and one by Pineda. He had some goal line saves that uh, just shows that uh, this old fellow that's been around Mexico and the U.S. team and Israel and so forth, still is the most reliable guy on the field. The goal was scored off a throw-in. Tehran is a monster thrower. I mean, his throws are better than corner kicks. The ball was um, launched into like a mosh pit in front of the goal, and Barrick, who has scored exactly two goals this year, got behind one of the balls as it was clunking back and forth and scored. Um, and that was the game. It, uh, at the end of the game, the, the fire, or I'm sorry, the Red Bulls did have pressure on the fire, but, uh, the game was a long one. As I said, it took me two days to sit through that game. I certainly hope next year that they can, um, get some offensive players on the squad in a number 10. It really would, would, uh, help the, the fire in the league pick up the spending a little bit because, it's just when you have two bad teams playing against each other, it's a bad game. So, Mike, that's it for today. Um, sorry I'm a little bit down on this. I uh, love the league. I like the idea of uh, a local team that you can support. 
but it's been difficult season. We've got uh, just a few wins. We're we're tentatively we could make the playoffs, but it's uh, those playoff teams that are in there now keep winning. So it's going to be a struggle to get there. Have a good day, Mike. Thanks for that Chicago Fire update, John. We'll talk to you next week. All right, here we go. El Trafico in the house. LAFC 3, LA Galaxy 3. What a game. This one was lots what of What a game. Man, talk to me, Zach. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, we, we watched this one uh, together yep. there uh, during the live stream. So, I mean, I don't even know where to start, man. I, I, I want to start with the penalty because I asked you this on the, on the stream. Do you think it was soft? And you said absolutely not. No. I, it, it, in my opinion, it looked like like yeah, he did he did get him, but it looked like he was he was looking for the contact and lo- he was he was ready to go down. Which, I mean, to me, that's I, I hate I hate when they give those because if you're looking for the contact, even if there is, you know, is it, it who who's the one who initiated the contact? And it's, it's tough, but for me, I think it was soft. A penalty. The ref gave it. So I respect that, you know, we have VAR for that. So uh, it just, it looked a little soft to me. Yeah, it was, uh, I'll give you that. It it was, there was definitely, he felt the contact and he went down. But the problem was the contact was the way that it was. You can't grab a guy's shirt from behind when he's got you beat. When you do that, it's over. If the guy goes down, it's going to get called 100% of the time. and, And you can't do that. So that's where I think, yeah, you get – I've seen a few – like Josie Altador is really good at this for TFC, even though he's, he's not really good at anything. Um, but that he's, he's good at that. If he gets the slightest bit of content when it, contact when it's obvious, he'll go down, go down, and it's a penalty all day. So, like, that one, yes, it was clearly a penalty. Yes, it was weak. Should the man have could, – could he have been taken down by that amount of contact? No. The man could have ran through it. There's no doubt about that. But – that's what that's soccer, man. When you get if there, you take it. There it is. You take yeah. it. And, uh, you know, I hate it. It's so funny. I, you know, I, I kind of just from like a personal standpoint, man, when I'm talking to people and, and they're like, you like soccer? I'm like, yeah, I do. I really, I love the sport, man. It's it just, I love it. And they're all like, yeah, but they all just, they act and all. I'm like, I hate that uh, part of that. I hate that part of the game. I hate it. Yeah. But I love the sport. And so. You just got to deal with that. That's a, that's a small portion of it. And I don't, I don't think this is necessarily that case. I don't think it's, right. you know, he wasn't rolling around on the ground like he was hurt or anything like that. It was just, you know, it, as a player and, and watching the game a lot, you see that, you know, they're, they're looking for the contact or as soon as a small amount of contact comes on, they're, they're going to go down very easily, like you said. And, I, I mean, it's, you're right. It's a, it's a penalty because the ref called it. And I, I could have – I wouldn't have been mad if he wouldn't have called it. And me personally, I would not have, you know, I would not have called that as a penalty. But other than that, I mean, after that, oh, the game yeah. got a little crazy. <laughs> it did. That, that kind of started really it off. That, that was, that was kind of like the, the, the mark that it just went crazy. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a hell of a game. Uh, chosen one in the house. Cheers, everyone. El Trafico delivers again. Man, uh, it, it was a very good game, uh, a very, very good game. And, uh, 
and DSO. That's not true. Josie is good at starting Twitter beef. He is very good at starting Twitter <laughs> beef. He's he's a little sensitive, uh, and he he uh, thinks he his his opinion really matters. But uh, you know, there's that. But uh, LAFC, LA Galaxy, it was the right result in this game. I I picked a draw going into it. In the game, there was no clear winner in this one. It was it was definitely a game that should have been a draw, and it was a draw. Uh, Javelcic with the uh, with two goals for LA Galaxy. That was uh, it's good for him to kind of get on the score sheet while Chicharito's out. Cabral, the man just keeps scoring goals. Uh, he's going to be good. He's going to be real good. I, I don't I don't think he's in MLS very long. Uh, I think he'll end up moving over to Europe probably next season, if not uh, if not the season after that. And speaking of a team here with some uh, some rumors, some rumors about uh, De Rossi or not De Rossi. Diego Rossi, uh, possibly moving over to Fenerbahce of Turkey, uh, Turkey coming up here. Uh, rumors with that one. I could see that happening. Uh, I think LAFC wants to get rid of him while they can. I think they, they realize that they made a mistake last season. They could have gotten rid of him for a hell of a lot more money to a much better squad. And, uh, now they're probably thinking we better just sell him now because he's been kind of, his value has dropped significantly since then do you think uh lafc will make it in to the playoffs yeah no i mean they're they're, they're pushing it right now no <laughs> no I, I unless things turn around um a, a very drastic turnaround i don't see them getting in uh the western conference is uh is there's too many good teams i don't see uh i don't see them getting in i really don't they're they're not playing that well they're beating up they, they well they, they didn't even beat up they tied at home against a team that did not have their star player, um, a team that hasn't been in great form. Um, you know, so there's uh, – I think that they've got a lot of work to do. Now, if Vela comes back and regains that MVP-type form, maybe they could. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's like you said, it's up for grabs in the West, I think. Uh, you know, I think they could. But like you said, if they lose Rossi, I mean, you know – does that, is that going to hurt them? I mean, I think so. Absolutely. So, so but it, I mean, like you said, it, they need to get rid of him. They should have done it last year. Uh, they could have replaced him this year, but now they're going to deal with it. And I think it's going to hurt this year, but I think kind of a re maybe going into a rebuilding phase. So uh, we'll see from there. I don't know. I just want, I was just wondering because it's so tight in the West and they're kind of on the edge of, of the lower teams. So. Right. Yeah, no, I could, uh, you know, I could see him missing out for sure. And especially with Diego Rossi there and, and their brother BKL says, yeah, it's it's already accepted, signed, and he's there. Um, if, he's, okay. if he's gone, then then yeah, that, that they're, yeah. they're not making the playoffs. Uh, I'm sorry, the chosen one. I'm sorry, man. Uh, LAFC will no doubt be in the playoffs. <laughs> chosen one, you got some great takes, man. I, lo I love your show, man. I, I love your content, but I don't know. I don't I think know. you can prove, get some deep and all, man. <laughs> <laughs> prove me wrong so uh all right there you go a new wiseman says so anyone here going to nashville i'm heading there sunday god i wish i was i really wish i was that's gonna be i think it's gonna be a hell of a game uh i wish i was going but unfortunately this this thing called life uh i can't uh i'm already going to a game in a little bit uh next week going to cincinnati and toronto I plan that out like six months in advance so uh can't can't make the spur of the moment trip there we have this thing called the border, and it's kind of hard to cross right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I will not be there. 
All right, HJU Rodriguez, LAFC plays like poop. HJU, how you doing, man? Good to see you. And Aiden in the house as well. New York City and New England, 2-0 victory for the citizens. Tati Castellanos with two goals, the brace. New York City, man, this team's good. This team's very good. They played Toronto FC a few weeks back, and I'm like, wow. They were just, I mean, obviously against TFC, who's the worst team in the league. Uh, th- there was just a huge difference in class between these two teams. And this was a big test for me, a very big test. I thought New England might be able to pull off a, a draw or even a victory on the road, and New York City said, no way. Uh, they said, not tonight, not in our house, not in the baseball field. We've got you. Uh, and, and New York City... Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're they're not going to catch New England on points. It's not going to happen. I think even with the injury to Carlos Hill, I think New England has the New England has the supporter shield in hand, other than possibly Seattle. Now, in the playoffs, totally different story. But then there's the issue of New York City, and I mean, come on, DSO, Daniel, brother BKL, my NYCFC brothers, dude. Your team sucks in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, but I could see them pulling off a few upsets and maybe making a run. Zach, what are your thoughts on uh, on this game and New York City? Uh, on this game, I was a little bit surprised with how uh, with how much New York City outplayed New England. I would say it, it was. I mean, possession wise, they were fairly close. But I was a little bit surprised to be honest. Two two decent goals. Uh, so not bad looking new, uh, New York's not going to catch new England. No way. Um, but as for the playoff situation, I mean, I don't know. I I don't feel like new England's really going to be that great of a playoff team. And then I feel like New York with the type of, with the type of team they have, if they can get a couple of goal scorers, then they could go on a big run. Just, you know, I just don't – I don't feel good about either one of them really winning, you know, so. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. We'll see some craziness in the playoffs then. Yeah. someone says uh, we need just eat, need Eli Manning's spirit in the playoffs to make Eli the head coach for the playoffs. There you go. That, that might work. That might work. And then the chosen one, as a matter of fact, I would go as far as predicting they will shock everyone and win MLS Cup when no one sees it coming unlike other seasons. Chosen one, wherever you're, whatever you're drinking, man, with that confidence, my yeah. man, I need some. I need. I some. need some that of that is, too. Uh, that is <laughs> impressive, brother. I, I, I can't see it happen. Even with now, now, you, now, be honest with me. Even without Diego Rossi, if he moves to Fenerbahce, you think LAFC will win MLS Cup without Diego Rossi? Let me know in the chat. And we move on. DC United, <laughs> Philadelphia, three-one. DC United, Ola Kamara. Reyna and Abila for DC with the victory over the union DC. Uh, how, where's this team coming from? I mean, yeah, they, 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 they picked up Abila, which was kind of a sneaky good signing from Minnesota when they let him go uh, from Boca juniors. Now DC United's kind of, I mean, I predicted them to win this game, um, but man, I, I DC's kind of sneaking up on some people here. Hernan Losada is really writing the ship in the right direction here. This team was trash in the beginning of the season, was not projected to do well, and now now they're kind of sneaking up into that playoff picture. D.C. looks decent. Could be a surprise team in the Eastern Conference. Philadelphia, I think uh, I'm just not sold on Philly. I think they had a uh, a bit of luck last year. 
with uh, with the Shield win. They got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs because they were so high off that Shield win. I'm not I'm not sold on Philadelphia. Zach, what do you think about uh, DC? Do you do you think this team could uh, surprise people in the playoffs? Uh, no, I think DC is just doing some DC things right now. I don't think, uh, I think, you know, for me, DC has always been a middle lower end of the table. Uh, I think they're surprising me a little bit with how well they've been playing recently. I thought, I thought this game would be a tie. Um, but honestly, I didn't, I just watched the highlights of the game. So I don't really have, have anything more to add onto that one. Okay. Nice. All right. Houston, Minnesota. Minnesota gets the brace from Hanel. Hanel, something like that. And uh, there you go. Minnesota gets the win over a very, very bad form Houston team. Not as bad as uh, as I think people were expecting at the beginning of the season, but uh, Minnesota, good win on the road there. All right. Chosen One says, yes, losing Rossi may be the restructure they may need to let other players shine and get back to the LAFC that we all know. All right, I like it. Chosen one, I got it, man. I, I, I've, I've got this. It's 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 on the internet forever now. So you <laughs> called it. We're gonna see what happens, and uh, I love it, man. I love it. That is awesome. We'll uh, we'll see, and uh, we'll put we'll, we'll even up the ante here. We'll send you a T-shirt if LAFC wins MLS Cup. Mark oh, it down. Nice. Mark it down. Well, I right. call me chosen one. <laughs> Moving on to Kansas City and Colorado, a 1-1 draw between two of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, Johnny Russell, 41st minute. Jonathan Lewis in the 17th minute. Colorado has looked good this season. Same thing with Kansas City, a fair result between two of the better teams in the Western Conference that are just going to fight with – they're just going to be fighting with Seattle in the West, I think, for the regular season. And then in the playoffs, I think we'll just see what we always see, Seattle winning in the playoffs – and these teams won't be able to keep up with them. Those are my thoughts. Zach, anything on this one? Uh, nope, two good teams. I thought it was a pretty good game. I thought it was pretty pretty one-sided, to be honest, uh, possession-wise and everything. But, no, nah, it, it, it was a decent watch, I guess. Two good teams. I think that, like you said, I think that they'll do decent in the playoffs, but, you know, eventually they're both going to fall. So, All right, there you go. Chosen One says, nice, you're on record with that T-shirt. Yes, sir, I am. You're on record with LAFC winning the Cup, so, hey, we're even. All right, Jose Gonzalez as well in the house. Love it. Love it. Lag, S-O-P-L-A-G is how it comes up here on StreamYard, but that's the LA Galaxy logos from the memberships. HJU says, I hope TFC fire Bill Manning. I do as well. His time is up. There it is. Uh, it's it's time to uh, it's time to move on from Bill Manning and Ali Curtis. Rebuild that team 100%. And Daniel says Colorado did a nice job building their roster. They did, Daniel. Uh, yep. Colorado, especially under Robin Fraser, nice, very nice. Uh, all right. So moving along, ATX Austin against Dallas. Dallas, the youth of Dallas, bringing it home five to three. Ferreira with a brace. Pepe with a brace. And then O'Brien with a goal as well. Uh, Dallas, this team never, never, never continues to, uh, you know, never, never sheds a light on it. I mean, who, who knows what team's going to show up? It's either going to be a team that that is that's going to just dominate or it's going to be a team that ends up losing a game you think they're going to win. So uh, that, I think, just comes with youth. And uh, 
The youth is definitely in good hands with Dallas. I don't expect them to be there long. I think I saw a comment on there uh, earlier saying Pepe to uh, Bayern Munich one day. I, I could see it happen. I, that, that kid's got some mad skill. And, uh, yeah, that Dallas squad yesterday was fun. Pepe is on fire. He is. He really is. Um, HJU, Austin, what the hell, man? They suck. Dude, they're an expansion team, man. I think everybody gets caught <laughs> up in the fact that LAFC in Atlanta did really well in their expansion seasons. And everybody's like, oh, my God, the expansion team did bad. They're an expansion yeah. team. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. The, that's the normal. That's the right. norm. Exactly. Yeah, the other ones are outside the norm by far. So, Yep. You got it. You got it. Tough. All right. DSO says NYCFC will win an MLS Cup before LAFC in Atlanta wins number two. I think uh, I think you're onto something there, DSO, for sure. And Chosen One is glad he's joining the USMNT. Me as well. Uh, I was hoping we wouldn't lose any more to uh, to Mexico, but I, I you know, I, I see it with uh, with Arajo and uh, with Efrain Alvarez. I see why those guys are going to Mexico because you've got so much talent in that USMNT midfield as well as those wingback positions that they're going to be really fighting for a spot. And then they're probably not going to be starting for the United States, whereas they could start for Mexico. They're probably on the better end for Mexico. So it makes sense from that personal standpoint. Why would you go and sit behind Serginho Dest? Why would you go and sit behind a Tyler Adams or a Weston McKinney? There's no sense in that. You go on, you play the, where you're going to be the number one guy, and, uh, and you go that route. Now, with Pepe as a striker, different story. We all know the struggles for strikers for the United States men's national team. So, um, you know, I, I see why he did it, and I'm glad he's there. And there, Jose says, let's support any decision a dual national makes. Let me then play. You know, that, that honestly, right, any, any decision that these guys make, good on them. That's what they're, they think is best for their life. And, uh, you know, it, it, that's, that's an important thing. And I agree with Pepe on going to the U.S. I think he has a better chance to shine, better chance to be a better player, and play more minutes with the USMNT. Zach, any thoughts on this game or with Ricardo Pepe? Crazy game. FC Dallas, like you said, never know. Ricardo Pepe, uh, I, th I think you're spot on. I think that now the USA is, is well, the last, you know, I would say five to six years I've seen, the USA is really – back their their soccer team and they've really started making big changes and once you know how the u.s is with their sports so once once they start doing that you know and pepe he's 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 on the better end uh he would be i would say one of the best on that mexican team uh and to to come when you're that good of a player you, you really want to try and make the best team and i think that that team in the near future will be the united states if not already like it's, I think it's still really close, but yeah, you know, I think the U.S. is is passing Mexico. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been on the record saying it. You know, I, I think it. I think it happened the nations the day before the Nations League final. You know, I, I projected. I said I, I got a feeling that th this is the turning point that we've all been waiting for as USMNT fans. Uh, this team is the amount of talent they have. This young talent. I, I think that was the moment where it all shifted, and. Uh, it is very close right now. Mexico and U.S., either team can win on, on any given night, no doubt about it. Whether it's the A squad, the B squad, the C squad, the F squad, doesn't matter. It's going to be an even matchup between those two teams. And uh, But I think that it slowly has shifted now, that the pendulum has swung to the United States side. 
And uh, I just I, I had a feeling about it. That's why I tweeted it out the night before the Nations League final. And then they mm-hmm. pulled it off again with the Gold Cup. And, uh, yeah, like the Chosen One says, the future of USMNT looks bright with all of these talented players. So talented. And, and the same thing with Canada. I mean, that's why I think, honestly, I think Canada's going to pass Mexico. I really do. Um, Mexico's starting to pull youth. David Ochoa from RSL. They're starting to pull Efrain Alvarez. They're starting to pull, you know, uh, Araujo. These are guys that are that are that are castoffs to the United States men's national team, and I don't mean to put it that way as a personal level. It's just a business thing, so to say. And you know, and then you got like with Canada, the amount of young talent that Canada has. I mean, my God, Tejon Buchanan going to Bruges. You've got uh, the best player, I think. I think the best player in Concacaf, hands down, in Alfonso Davies. You got Jonathan David, one of the best strikers in Concacaf. I think he would start for the, the United States men's national team any day of the week. Uh, you've got some serious talent in Canada. They're still a little bit behind the United States. They're, they're still maybe three, four years out to being able to compete with the U.S., but uh, the tides have turned. It used to be Mexico, 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 and CONCACAF, and now it's USA, USA, USA with a little bit of Mexico, a little bit of Canada, maybe you know, maybe Honduras or Jamaica thrown in there, uh, but it, it's it's turning for sure. Vancouver and RSL, 4-1 victory for the Whitecaps. They get that new coach bounce with uh, the new signing, Gauld, the number 10. Uh, He's looked good since he's come in for Vancouver. Brian White continues to score for Vancouver. They get a 4-1 victory. We talked about it earlier uh, about them and losing that game to Pacific. This team has talent. There's no doubt about it. There is talent on the roster. The signing of Gauld definitely helps. They've needed a number 10 for a long, long time. And it is kind of ironic that, that Mark DeSantos gets fired as soon as they sign that number 10 uh, that they've been trying to sign for like three years that he's been there or more. Um, but Vancouver, the team has talent, but the results were very similar to TFC. And I mentioned it during the live, you know, they, they, they've gone on a run and everybody's like, well, how do you get rid of Mark DeSantos after, after, you know, being unbeaten in eight straight games? Well, the, the answer is simple. Axel Schuster, the uh, the GM for Vancouver, put it very well and was like, they were kind of fake results. It was the same thing with TFC with uh, with Javier Perez. Everybody's all jacked up because the team went unbeaten in five games. Well, they had four draws and a win, and they didn't deserve to win, and they probably should have lost three of the games they drew. So it makes sense why Vancouver did what they did. They got the new coach bounce. They have talent. Hopefully they can get the right person to, uh, to bring that in. Um, you know, and, and turn the ship around for Vancouver because I do want to see them succeed. I, I remember going to games old at old Swan Guard Stadium there, and uh, I'm hoping hoping they turn things around. But last game of the week, Seattle-Portland, we were live for. Portland gets the 2-0 victory. Blanco in the 58th minute. Mora puts it home in the 95th. This game was a, a very misleading result. And Rocky, if you're still on, brother, congratulations on the win, man. And Portland fans, Rari, if you're on. Congrats on the win, guys, but you didn't deserve it. Seattle was the better team on the night. They hit the crossbar at least four times. They hit the post like three or four times. Seattle should have won this game. They just couldn't finish. They had a horrible game. It's clear that Portland is, is, is not a good team right now, and Seattle is a good team. However, that's soccer sometimes. You finish your chances. You take advantage of it. And if it wasn't for Cleveland making those mistakes, it would have been. A, a Seattle victory or at least a nil-nil draw. But uh, what are your thoughts on on this one, Zachary, before we wrap it up and take it to uh, the World Cup qualifying? Not much. Got to take your chances. Got to finish. I mean, just just getting them close is not enough, obviously. <laughs> uh, 
That's a, it's a, it was a rough game. It was a rough game to, you know, it's always good when you get that win though, but yeah. uh, just being the other team, I know that I would, I would be coming off the field. Uh, not very happy, not necessarily not with how I played or anything like that, but just with the result and that, right. nothing really you can do. It's soccer. Like you said. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's times when you're just a better team and you end up losing. That's how it goes with soccer. And I think that's why I love soccer so much is because it, it, it can end up like that. Uh, but hey, a good victory for Portland. It's good revenge. Give something to, you know, the fans, something to, to talk about and be excited about. And uh, Seattle, they'll bounce back. They'll be fine. It is what it is. And they're chosen one way to screw LAFC Seattle. <laughs> telling you it happens it happens all right so take a quick look at the standings here before we jump into the world cup qualification uh new england revolution top of the league 49 points 35 is orlando 14 point difference right now between first and second yes there's two games at hand so even if both teams were to win both of those you're still talking an eight point lead pretty much insurmountable at this point even though not mathematically i think it's close um the East, I think the East is pretty much set one through four. New York City, Nashville, Orlando, and New England are going to be those top four teams. And then I think you've got a wide open run from nine through five. Philadelphia, Montreal, D.C., Columbus, and Atlanta. I think those teams are going to swap out positions week in, week out um, for the next while. And then Chicago, Miami, New York Red Bulls, Cincinnati, and Toronto. Forget about it. Your season's over. Just take your losses and go home. Western Conference, Seattle just can't seem to break pace with Kansas City and Colorado. Even the Galaxy are kind of hanging in there barely. Uh, the top four, again, similar situation in MLS. Your top four teams in the West, I think, are going to be those top four teams. And then you've got pretty much it's a little bit closer in the Western Conference, though, with number five through like number 11 before you get down to Austin there with LAFC at number 11 right now. I think you're going to see the same thing. You're going to have those teams shifting a little bit, but uh, it's going to be pretty much one through four are going to be settled. DSO says New York City will finish third in the East. All right, we'll take it. We'll take it for uh, New York City. I think they'll be happy with that. Uh, Zach, thoughts on the standings and, and where MLS stands after uh, after week 19? Um, no, nothing really. Just, uh, you know, looking at the East because, you know, I'm a Montreal fan, like we said, and, you know, it's, it's it's tight in there. I'm I'm nervous for Montreal because, like you said, they're they're hit or miss. We don't know what kind of team they'll be week to week, and I feel like they could go on a bad run, um, but they're just as likely to go on a good run. Uh, I think Columbus will make it in. I I don't see Philadelphia staying for the eastern side. Uh, for the western side, I mean, I think it, it's looking like it's going to stay the way that it is. Maybe. Maybe FC Dallas will sneak in there. I think that's that's a maybe. But if FC Dallas has that chance, then LAFC also has that chance. <laughs> yeah. Nope, but. totally. All right, so uh, the chosen one here. Okay, new prediction. MLS Cup 2021 will be LAFC versus Toronto FC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And DSO puts it perfectly. Okay, Juan, on that Snoop Dogg, LA Zaza. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I hope you prove me. Uh, yeah, who the hell spiked my drink, right? I hope you prove. I hope you're right, man. I'd love to send you a T-shirt there. If LA, LAFC wins the cup, you got it, man. 
My God, awesome, awesome. All right, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the World Cup qualifiers coming up in the midweek and the weekend. Again, reminder, starting tomorrow, I'll be launching this one. I'll be uh, uploading this one, CONCACAF qualifiers, Road to Qatar preview. I'm going to break down the entire octagon, octagon, octagonal, whatever the hell you want to call it. We are going to discuss all of this tomorrow, probably 20, 25 minutes or so. Break down each team, uh, thoughts on predicting on how I think they're going to finish and whatnot. Then, as well, match day one, betting picks and predictions. The odds are out for match day one. They're not out for match day two yet, so look out for that one as well. Sports bettors and fans that just want to know who the hell is going to win these matchups alike. It's going to be fun. All right, let's talk about these teams. We've got the Octagon Eight teams are in this one. We've got Mexico, United States, Costa Rica, Jamaica, Honduras, El Salvador, Canada, and Panama are your eight teams. Uh, starting out with uh, the first round of games here on round one. Why the hell isn't it showing up on the wiki? Come on, man. Well, uh, we've got the first The first game up is Canada against Honduras. This one... Uh, this is going to be a good game. I think uh, Canada has it out for Honduras. They want to show them that uh, that they can beat them because, dear God, we all remember as Canadian fans that ugly, ugly game where they had the chance to uh, to go through uh, to the uh, to the next round of the uh, to the hex at the time, and it ended up not working. But uh, Canada Honduras should be a good game. Mexico and Jamaica. As I said earlier, I think there is an opportunity for Jamaica to pull off the upset. This game is going to be behind closed doors, even though FIFA, you know, FIFA doesn't care about your gay chance and all that kind of stuff. They say, no, 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 that's too harsh, the two games without fans. Okay, let. I have a problem with that. I have a serious, serious problem with that. Oh, Jesus. Oh, page. All right, sorry. Thought it was a page, but it's not. Um, so I, I have a serious problem with that, I think that FIFA needs to stand behind their confederation, first of all, with with whatever the, the, the confederation decides. And then, I mean, we just came off COVID, okay? So they've been playing behind closed doors for a long time. It's not as big of a punishment as it was two years ago, three years ago. Uh, and the only way to stop this crap is to seriously hurt these fans. I mean, I'm not, and now obviously not physically, I'm not talking about, you know, physically hurting people. I'm talking about, Hurt these fans where it counts. This team gets deducted points in, in World Cup qualifying and misses out on a World Cup because their fans can't seem to figure it out. It's gotten to that point. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. It's 2021. Stop. Stop with the BS. Figure it out. Uh, and and, and I'm, I'm a little bit pissed off at FIFA for this. And maybe because I'm, I'm, I'm more – maybe it's because Canada is getting screwed because Canada's going to play Mexico in Mexico in that second game, and it was going to be without fans. Now it's now it's going to be with fans. But it's more than that to me. I think they need to put a stop to this crap and, uh, and, and, and either take them out during a game where they have to forfeit a game and lose points that way or dock them points. Uh, but Mexico, Jamaica, what, what are your thoughts on that, Zach? I mean, is it, isn't it time for something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it, it's annoying to me. It's annoying and it's frustrating that this stuff still happens and that it's allowed to go on. But also with the climate in Mexico right now, uh, we don't really know what other factors might be at play. Um, but it's, you know, if, if that's the case, then take it out of there. You know, play, have them play in a different place. I mean, 
if you really want to hurt them, if you really want to make them stop, don't just close the doors. Make them play all their all their home games away, you know. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, but it, it's got to be it's got to be taken care of, and they've got to deal with it way more harshly. I feel like all all the leagues need to. Exactly. I mean, the the, the whole oh, well, we're gonna pause the game for a minute. You, okay, everybody, stop because we're gonna de- you know delay the game for five minutes. That's not gonna work. Um, I, I I just think it, this this could be taken care of fairly easily, and uh, they're just not getting it done, and it annoys me. But the first round of games there, Mexico and Jamaica, I think uh, that's gonna be a a good game. I really think Jamaica has a chance to pull off a crazy upset. Uh, they're going to come out hot for this one because they, uh, you know, they're always, I think they're overrated personally, Jamaica, uh, but they do have some talent and I could see the mess that Mexico's in with, with possibly with Jimenez not coming up uh, because of the whole COVID rules, which I think is, is a crock of crap. Anyway, uh, let the, let the EPL players go and play. It doesn't matter. They, they, they get tested. They're, they're in their mass. They're being, they're, they're being taken care of. I personally, the, the COVID thing, I, I don't want to get into that anyways, but uh, you know, let these guys play. Mexico's kind of in hot water. I could see Jamaica pulling it off. Uh, Panama and and Costa Rica. I think that's. I think that game could end up in a draw. Uh, two very even teams. Costa Rica has been struggling. Panama has been a little bit better than they have in the past. And uh, the United States, El Salvador. I think the U.S. is going to just crush El Salvador in this first game. I think El Salvador had a good Gold Cup. They had a bit of a run, but uh, it's going to be a quick one to. Uh, to, the United States, I think, will be up probably three nothing within thirty minutes in that game, and uh, I, I could see uh, I could see Canada, the United States, Jamaica, and a draw in the other match. Those are my picks. What do you What do you think? How do you think these first games are going to play out? Uh, I think it's going to play out how how we feel it should, at least for the first game. I've got Mexico, Canada, Costa Rica, and the U.S. coming out of it. Uh, all with wins. I mean, it just, I, I just feel like the first round, everybody's fresh. Uh, like you said, Jamaica has a lot of, or I mean, Mexico has a lot of stuff going on, but Jamaica, I just don't think they're that good of a team. Mexico should beat them with their third, third string squad, <laughs> you know, in my, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, it, it is soccer and, the, you know, outside factors could play on them. So, that that would probably be, uh, I mean, Canada Honduras is going to be going to be a good game for I think for me to watch, uh, just because I, I want to see Canada beat Honduras. <laughs> right. um, but I think that that the Mexico Jamaica and the Canada Honduras I think those will be two good games. Just afraid Honduras will like, you know, shell up and then it'll be a boring game and they'll just try and defend the whole time. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, well, that, that doesn't work out very well against Canada, especially with uh, Jonathan David and Alfonso Davies and that speed down the wing, man. Alfonso will kill him uh, <laughs> on that side. So Chosen One says, all the points that get deducted from Mexico, give them to Canada. Maybe that way they'll actually make it to the World Cup. There you go. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. I'll we, take it too. The World Cup. we just want to get there. Let us just get there. And uh, Brother BKL says, what kind of rosters Mexico have, Mike? They've got their A roster. They brought everybody from their A-team. Obviously, they're missing Chucky Lozano because he hasn't been playing um, since that head injury in the first game of the Gold Cup. Um, but outside of that, Mexico's got their main roster. Uh, they're just a couple of the players from the Premier League and some of the other uh, – some guys aren't going to be able to make it. But 
overall a strong roster from Mexico. Mia Mendez, all the way from Porto, Portugal. How are you? I'm fantastic, Mia. Thanks for asking, and uh, glad you're here. Little, little bit late. We're ending the show, but make sure to catch the replay. And uh, all right, Zach, any final thoughts before we sign off? No, it was a good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Great podcast. I listen to it. Like I said, I try and listen to everyone. Uh, the YouTube version. I'm gonna try and download the the actual podcast and take a listen. I know that was suggested. Everyone else should do that as well. Yes. Drop a like, subscribe. You know, if you have a podcast and you would like someone to come on, I'm always here. Just uh, you know, drop me a message. So awesome. That's about it for me. Sounds good. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, and chatting. And, and again, and this is open for everybody. Uh, uh, you know, I, I need help on these regular podcast episodes. It's it's hard to speak by myself for forty five minutes. I somehow I managed to do it, but uh, it is a lot easier to have someone to talk to. I actually can have a drink every once in a while. It's nice. So thanks for coming on, Zach. Appreciate it. And uh, if you guys want to come on, let me know in the DMs. Uh, you know, whether it's through Twitter, Instagram, send me an email, whatever. Let's get together and uh, we'll have some guests coming up on. On these shows and uh, again look out for that content tomorrow the preview for the concap qualifiers as well as match day one betting picks and predictions and then we'll see you this weekend for the lives thanks for listening everybody thanks for watching hit that like button subscribe and we will talk to you guys very soon see you tomorrow have a great night have a nice night